Welcome to Finding Freedom with Inspire Wellness. I'm Gemma, a certified nutrition and health coach, anti-diet advocate, and your ultimate hype girl. I'm here to empower you with inspiration, education, and motivation so that you can start living as your happiest and healthiest self, whatever that means to you. I spent years struggling with food, my body, and my mental health until I finally found freedom. Now I'm on a mission to make sure that nobody goes through what I did and to burn diet culture to the ground while I'm at it. I'm obsessed with helping women to ditch the diets, create sustainable habits, improve their mindset, love their bodies, and become their next level selves. So what are we waiting for? Let's do this. Hello, welcome back. I can't wait to talk about this topic today because it is needed. This is a conversation that we need to have because it's something that comes up all of the time with clients. It comes up all of the time in game plan sessions, comes up all the time on Instagram. I just see it everywhere. I hear it in conversations with people that I know, with people that I don't know. I see it on TV, everywhere, everywhere. So we're going to talk about it today. And what we're going to talk about is the fact that being healthy doesn't have to be hard. This is a belief that so many people have. So many people come to me with this. And one of the questions that I ask people in game plan sessions, which is where I talk about their goals, their challenges, all that kind of stuff, is what's stopping you from achieving your goals right now? And let me tell you, most of the time, it's something that they can't even put their finger on. It's like, oh, well, I've just never managed to stick with anything before, or I'm really good, but then all of a sudden I'm not good. Or I just find it really hard. Like being healthy is hard. And like I said, it comes up all of the time. But the thing is, being healthy is hard is just a limiting belief. Now, you might have heard about limiting beliefs before. I love talking about limiting beliefs. But basically, a limiting belief is a belief that you hold. And it's something that feels really true for you, feels really true deep down for you. But it's holding you back in your life. So a lot of the time we actually know that logically that our limiting beliefs are just that. They're just limiting beliefs. Or if we don't know that term, you know, we know that they're not true, but they still affect us. And we can logically say that we don't believe them, but emotionally we totally believe them. Deep down, we 100% are on board with the belief and we think that it's true. So limiting beliefs can show up in all different areas of your life. I've had limiting beliefs when it came to my health. I've had limiting beliefs about my body. I've had limiting beliefs about my work, about my personality, about my relationships, about everything really. It can show up literally anywhere. And often these beliefs are formed in childhood or they're formed a long time ago, but they've stuck with us. They've stuck with us for our whole life. And that might be because you know, something really big happened, or it might just be like a whole lot of little things that kind of built on top of each other. And it can be hard to recognize, but once you recognize the limiting beliefs that you have, you can work on dismantling them. So like I said, being healthy is hard is just a limiting belief. And having that belief means you make it hard. Healthy is hard because you think it's hard because you believe it's hard. And because you believe that it's like this self-fulfilling prophecy. So You think that it's going to be difficult, so it is. That is how it works. You are expecting it to be hard, so it is. You believe it will be hard, so it is. That's just how it works. And it sounds so simple, 
But it's true. That is exactly what is happening. If you think that it's going to be hard, it's going to be hard. So instead, you need to think that it's easy. So we'll talk a little bit about that later. But first, I thought I would run you through how we make it hard. Because you might be listening to this going, okay, cool. So, all right, fine. I believe that it's hard. I get you telling me that. But like, how am I making it hard? What do you mean, how am I making it hard? So let's use some examples from my own life and from my clients as well. People make it hard by thinking that, you know, exercising, for example, they think that they have to exercise five times a week for 60 minutes a day, or even for 30 minutes a day, five times a week. They make it hard for themselves by thinking that exercise is going to the gym and you have to go to the gym. They make it hard by thinking that they have to cut out their favorite foods, that they have to count calories and stick to some limit. They make it hard by putting all this pressure on themselves. Oh my God, the pressure. I feel like that is one of the biggest things. They think they need to be perfect. Nobody is perfect. Let's just say that no one is perfect. Perfect doesn't exist, but they think they need to be amazing. They need to be really good. They need to tick all these boxes when in actual fact, you don't have to. That's just you making it hard. You don't need to do that. I was in a group conversation not that long ago where someone said they were struggling to stick to their healthy lifestyle. And then one of the things that came out of their mouths was, oh, well, I've always been this way. I've always found it really hard to change. I can never stick with it. That is a red flag. That is such a red flag to me because that is a belief. I've always been this way. This is always, this is who I am. That is a belief about yourself. Of course, you're going to play into that. If you believe that you're the kind of person who can't stick with anything, of course, you're not going to be able to stick with anything because that's a part of your identity. And so what we need to do is change our identity. If you have it as a part of your identity that you find being healthy difficult, that you can't stick with it, that you exercise for a while and then you fall off the wagon, that's a good one, that you fall off the wagon. If that is part of your identity, you're going to stick with it. So what you need to do is change your identity. And now there's something called the neurological levels, which is a really good thing to talk about here. So basically the neurological levels define six levels of thinking or situations. So you've got like environment, behavior, capability or competence, beliefs, identity, and spirituality. And they're in a bit of a hierarchy. That's normally how they show up. But the basic idea behind them is that in these logical levels, each level directly affects those lower in the hierarchy. So what's that got to do with what we're talking about? Most people try to change their environment first. An environment is at the bottom of the hierarchy. That's what we go for. We think we want to get healthy and we're like, cool, let's get all the chocolate out of the house. Let's join a gym. Let's delete Uber Eats off our phone. Whatever it is, that's what we do. We try to change our environment. Or maybe we try and change our behavior. So we've done the environment thing and then we're like, okay, behavior. I'm going to be the person who exercises five times a week. That's it. I'm going to implement five times a week of exercise. I'm not going to snack after dinner time. No more dessert for me. No more chocolate. That's it. We try and change our environment. We try and change our behavior, but it doesn't work. And if it does work, it doesn't work forever. It doesn't work for a long time because what we need to do is we need to change our beliefs first. You need to change your beliefs about who you are. Like I said, you need to make this thing that you're trying to do. So in this case, being a healthy person, 
you need to make a part of your identity. So an example of this is with vegetarians. I'm a vegetarian. So being vegetarian is part of my identity. I don't eat meat. It's just not who I am. I don't go out for dinner with some friends and look at the menu and go, hmm, maybe I'll have a steak today. Should I have a steak today? Maybe I'll have a steak today. No, I don't do it because I'm a vegetarian. That is my identity. I don't eat meat. I don't even look at that section of the menu. I jump straight to the veggie section. I look for those little V's in brackets next to the meals because it's a part of my identity. So changing your identity is the thing that is going to make the changes, not changing your environment. You need to address the environment last. Yes, you can change those things in your environment. But if you just get all the chocolate out of your house, but you still have the identity that you are someone who can't control themselves around chocolate, you're going to be going to Coles and you're going to be buying seven blocks of dairy milk and scoffing them in your car. Guaranteed. That is what's going to happen because you haven't changed your identity. You've just changed your environment. That's not how it works. You need to address the environment last. Now, one of the times that this really showed up for me, and this was before I even actually knew about this stuff, but when I look back, I'm like, oh my God. Okay. So as you guys probably know from listening to the podcast, I used to have binge eating disorder. One of the things that helped me get over binge eating disorder, and I kind of did this without even knowing, was I stopped identifying as a binge eater. I read a book because I was doing everything humanly possible to get out of this situation because obviously binge eating sucks. And in this book, one of the things that, well, the main thing that this author was saying was when they were in their own binge eating journey, that was what did it for her. She just stopped identifying as a binge eater. She stopped thinking, yeah, I have binge eating disorder and was like, no, I don't binge. And it worked. And at the time I was like, oh my God, shut up. Like you can't just decide that you're not anymore. And then you're not, that's not how it works. But I was desperate. So I tried it. And that was one of the things that I did. I stopped saying that I had binge eating disorder. I stopped saying that I was binge, that I was someone who binged. And that, that was a really big turning point for me in my eating disorder. And now I am, I am not giving this as advice. I am not, that is way outside my scope. I don't treat eating disorders and I am not saying that this will work for anyone with an eating disorder, but it was one of the tools I used in my toolkit along with therapy, along with all these other things but it actually made a really big difference to me. When I look back, I'm like, oh my God, that was one of the things that really helped. And that's this in action. Like I didn't even know about this stuff. I didn't know about limiting beliefs or know that I needed to change my beliefs and change my identity, but it's something that I did. And it's something that really helped me. And another time this showed up, I used to have a really, really dodgy back, like saw the Cairo three times a week for Months and months and months. I'm pretty sure I probably have paid for his children's private school educations with the amount that I used to go. Like I went to the Cairo pretty much weekly on average, I would say some weeks, three times, sometimes once a fortnight for maybe two years, three years, something like that, probably two years. And nothing worked. I was constantly, constantly in pain constantly hurting myself again. I was too scared to do anything in the gym because I'd try and do things and things would hurt. And then I'd have to race straight to the car because I couldn't move. And I'm just going to start this by saying, I did not imagine this. This wasn't me being a drama queen, although I love being a drama queen. This was genuine pain. This was genuinely awful. I couldn't do anything. It really, really impacted my life and impacted my mental health. And eventually I decided enough was enough. I've been seeing this car for, like I said, a couple of years and I decided to go and see a physio instead who was recommended by my friend. 
I went to see the physio and he checked me out. We did all this stuff and he sat me down. And he's like, look, I don't know how you're going to take this, but I don't actually think there's anything wrong with your back. I was like, okay, <laughs> cool, cool. What do you, what do you mean? Why can't I walk sometimes then? And basically what he was saying was that it was like, I probably had injured my back in the past, but I'd recovered, but my brain still thought I was injured. My brain still thought that my back was bad. I still had the identity of someone with a bad back, of someone who couldn't function normally because they had such severe back pain. And what he said was basically then my subconscious was telling me that I was in pain, but I wasn't actually in pain. So it was like, I mean, he explained it as like the little fire alarm kept going off because my brain thought I was in pain, but my body wasn't actually in pain. So I would feel pain. This is how powerful our brains are. This is how powerful our thoughts are. He also told me a story that I want to share today because I, it just, mm, I thought it was so interesting. And I think about it all the time when I hike or anything like that. So he told me a story about a man who went on a hike once and he was in the middle of the bush, you know, Australian bush, scratchy sticks, all that kind of stuff in the middle of nowhere. And he's doing his hike and he, you know, felt like a little something on his leg and thought, you know, you not even consciously, like his brain was just like, oh, yep, scratched by a stick. Because that's what happens when you're walking in the bush. Anyway, keeps walking, keeps walking. A couple of minutes later, bam, he just is on the ground, passes out, basically. Turns out he's actually been bitten by a snake. But because of the environment, his brain felt this pain, felt this thing happen and go, oh, yep, stick. Because that's what his brain knew. That's what his brain expected. It didn't expect snake. It just expected stick. We're in the bush. So luckily he was okay, you know, went to hospital, whatever, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, quite a long time later, months down the track, I can't really remember. He's out walking in the bush again, different bush, walking in the bush again. And as he's walking, he feels this pain in his leg, little scratchy pain, that kind of thing. And instantly he's in agony, drops to the ground. He's just got this like full on agony coursing through his veins, his whole body seizing up freaking out like, oh my God, the snake. I've been bitten by a snake. It was a stick. It wasn't a snake. He'd just been scratched by a stick, but his brain was like, hang on. We know this situation. When we feel the pain, when we're in this situation, that means snake. And that's had this effect on his whole body. Being scratched by a stick doesn't make your entire body go into agony, but his brain did it. It's not his body. That just blew my mind that story when he told me about it. Like this is an example of the subconscious mind. Again, this is an example of how powerful our brains are, how they can create things that aren't actually there. And this is so obvious when it comes to limiting beliefs and things like that. And when it comes to our identity and the things that we believe, and I know this was a bit of a tangent, but it's a good story. So I'm going to leave it in. (laughs) But yeah, basically your brain is so powerful. So why not Take advantage of that and learn to create your own reality rather than playing into these beliefs that you've had for your whole life about how being healthy is hard and sticking with things is hard. Why not create new beliefs, create new beliefs that being healthy is easy. Being healthy feels good. Being healthy means getting to do all the things that I love and keeping all the things that I love in my life, like the food I love and the movement I love and watching Netflix for four hours if I want to. I can keep all these things and be healthy because I believe that, because that's part of my identity. Part of my identity 
is that being healthy is easy. Being healthy is my natural state of being. So how do we do that? How do we change our beliefs? All right, let me tell you. I'll tell you a few things. The first thing we want to do is we could use I am statements. So I am healthy. I am someone who exercises regularly. I am a vegetable eater. Whatever it is, use these I am statements and repeat them because repetition is the key to cementing your beliefs. Put them everywhere. Make them your phone background. Stick them on your mirror. Put them on the fridge. Whatever it is, say them to yourself every single morning. Think them when you're lying in bed at night before you go to sleep. Maybe you could even record yourself saying them and then play it to yourself when you're in the car. Whatever it is, repeat, 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 and repeat again. Keep it going. It's like a little hammer. It's like you've got like an ice pick going into your head, but less morbid and graphic. But like the more you were like banging on this nail into your head. Yes, I'm mixing up my metaphors now, but we're doing it. The more you're banging on this, the further it's going in. That's what you need to do. You need to nail this belief into your head. And if you could see the hand actions I'm doing right now, I'm glad you can't. Let's be honest. The next thing I want you to do is change your language. So instead of saying things like, because I hear this all the time, instead of saying, oh, I'm trying not to drink wine on weekdays or I'm not drinking wine on weekdays right now, change your language. Change it to, no, I don't drink wine on weekdays. Do you see the difference? I'm trying not to drink wine on weekdays or I don't drink wine on weekdays. The second one, there is no wiggle room. You can't have any wiggle room because if you have wiggle room, your brain's going to just wiggle on in there and let you do the thing that you're telling yourself you're not going to do. Because that first one, you don't believe in yourself. You're saying, well, I'm trying not to do that or I'm not doing it right now, but like, you know, in the future, (laughs) we'll see. We'll see how we go because I don't stick to things. The other one, the last one, I don't drink wine on weekdays. That's it. That is my identity. I am not someone who drinks wine on a weekday, whatever it is. The next one, and I know you've heard me say it before, is know your why. Have a strong reason for why you're trying to do the thing you're doing. This is applicable to everything. Have a strong why and know it. Really think about why you do want to stick to this healthy lifestyle, why you do want to exercise, why you do want to eat vegetables, whatever it is, know why, attach emotion to it. And it's going to be a hell of a lot easier. One other way to do this, if the plan's not working, change the plan. Whatever you have been doing up until now, if you still haven't managed to stick to being healthy, it's not working. So you need to do something different. Stop making it hard. Work out where you can find ease and flow. Instead of With your new plan, you're right, well, I'll cut this out, cut this out, cut this out. I'll do this exercise I don't like, like blah, blah, blah. Don't do that. Where can you find ease? Where can you find flow? Where can you just make this more simple for yourself? Think about that. That's what you need to find. So create a new plan, but make it an easy plan. If your current plan is, you know, I'm going to start exercising. And like I said, I need to exercise five days a week. No. Your new plan is work out once a week. Your new plan is just to join the gym. It's not even to go. It's just to join the gym. Take the baby steps approach, which I also do not shut up about. Make it easy. Take a step down. Just stop trying to do everything at once. Take the pressure off and make it easy. Make it flowy. 
All right, I have an exercise for you. So if this is something that you think you struggle with, if you think that being healthy is hard, I want you to write out your beliefs around health. They could be around food, movement, sleep, whatever. Just go deep and think of every possible thing you can, every possible belief that you might have around health. So you can use some of the ones we've talked about, whether it's being healthy is hard, sticking to being healthy is hard. I do really well until I go on holidays and then I fall off the wagon. I'm okay at being healthy until I hang out with whoever. Think about those kinds of things. And then I want you to ask yourself if those beliefs are helping you or if they're hurting you. And if they're hurting you, are they actually true? Because like I said at the start, we believe limiting beliefs are true. We think they are. And you'll hear and be like, yeah, well, I do always fall off the wagon. Obviously, look at my life. Look at where I'm at right now. Of course, I always fall off the wagon. But it doesn't have to be like that. You are probably, you're not the only person in the history of the world who cannot stay on the wagon. Let's use that. Other people can stay on the wagon. Other people aren't different to you. Humans, we are not that different. We are all pretty much fundamentally the same at our core. So other people can manage to stay on the wagon. So why can't you? There is evidence out there to say that other people can do it. So you can too. If something is classified as true, it has to be true 100% of the time. So what you need to do is you need to go evidence hunting. You need to find any evidence to the contrary of this belief that you have. And then what you do is you work to change them. So like I was just explaining You create your new beliefs. You cement them with affirmation and repeating those affirmations and using the repetition ever, changing your language, working on your plan, all of that stuff, that's what you do next. You change those beliefs. Now, if you need help with this, I got you. (laughs) It is really hard to change and it's often actually just really hard to even identify the beliefs on your own in the first place. So this is one of my favorite things to help with. I love doing it. So much. I loved doing this even before I actually really understood what limiting beliefs were. I just got the premise of it. So please reach out to me. Let me help you. I would love to. And one thing I did want to mention as well is that next month, so in March, my prices for one-on-one coaching are going up. So if you need help, this is your sign. Do it now. Don't wait because prices are going up. You don't want to feel like this for any longer than you already do. So why not just take action now? There is never a right time. Oh my God, there is never a right time. There's always something that's going to get in your way. And if you keep letting it get in your way, you're going to keep feeling like shit. (laughs) So don't do that. Start feeling good. Slide into my DMs on Instagram, which is at inspire underscore underscore wellness, or book a free session with me and let's chat. Let's talk. Let's talk about those goals. Let's talk about those limiting beliefs. Let's talk about kicking them down and making your life better. Let's do it. Right. I obviously get very excited about this. So excuse that, but I'm just keen to help you guys. This is literally my entire purpose in life. It's what I love doing. So please reach out if you feel like you need help. I would love it if you enjoyed this episode. I would love it if you would share it on your Instagram stories with your biggest takeaway, because I would be super, super, super interested to hear what they are. I want to hear about those limiting beliefs and what you're going to do next to start tearing them down and start creating those new beliefs. So tag me, let me see them, and I hope you have an amazing week and I'll see you next week.